Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the Fortress of the Mind podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about a question that came up in a recent reader's email that I'm going to title, I Want to Break Free. I Want to Break Free. This is a a young guy, a guy who's 24 years old, and he comes from a Central European country that I will not name because it's not necessary. But he's a young guy in his mid-twenties, and he sent me a very, very long uh, email. Actually, it was an email with an attachment, and this attachment, let me tell you, was a Word document, single spaces, single space document that went to six pages. And obviously, this guy's got a lot on his mind, and the gist of what this guy's problem or question is, I'll just kind of relate the salient relevant points. Both of his parents were physicians. Both of his parents were doctors. He's in his mid-twenties. He's had some relationship issues in the past. He's currently in a pretty good place in his life. He's got a regular girlfriend. He's uh, completing his medical studies. I guess he's going to be finished in about a year, year and a half. But he feels, uh, after reading some books and reading some different uh, things that he's come across, uh, he feels that he wants a quest, and he basically has said uh, in his email that I feel like I want to break free. I want to get out of the routine that I'm in, and I want to get out. And I want to do things. I want to explore the world, you know. But I don't know if that's going to screw up my life. I don't know if that's going to hurt the girl that I'm seeing right now. I don't know what to do. That's the gist of it. This is a young guy who wants to get out there and conquer the world and explore the world, which is a the best thing, in my opinion, that a young guy should be feeling. I was the same way when I was that age. I still am in many ways. And yet he doesn't really know what to do. You know, he's had some kind of a checkered family history. I guess his parents divorced some time ago, and he um, has managed to get around that or get through that issue. But that's the gist of his question. He's like, what do I do? What should I do? I don't really know if I should try to uh, go out and seek my quest. I don't know if I should finish medical school. I don't really know what to do. All right, so that's the question. All right, and his initials are TZ, TZ. All right, well, TZ, I hope you're listening. And I'm going to send you a link to this podcast when I'm done, so you'll be able to see it definitely. But I'm going to answer your question by going through and analyzing it uh, the situation basically in a in a, a step by step way. All right. So what I conclude first off, I mean you're 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 definitely a thoughtful guy. All right. To write six pages of single spaced text says that you've got a lot on your mind. All right. And I know from the fact that you're in medical school that you're an intelligent dude. You've basically uh, got things together in the professional department. You just need a little bit of input. Really, that's what you're looking for is input from somebody else. Your question really is is one that all of us have to wrestle with throughout our lives. The question of, should I make a big life change or should I not? Okay. Or phrased in another way, how do we know when it is time to pick up and move or pick up and make, make a major life change, like uh, uh, get a new job, move to a new city or country, um, end a relationship, Uh, any seismic shift in your life, how do we know 
when when is the right time to do that? How do we know when it's best to just coast along and wait and see how things develop or when it is necessary to make a major change? That's the big question. So trust me, you're not alone in this. You're definitely not alone in this. Everyone wrestles with this uh, question. Some of some people have uh, much more success in dealing with it than others, but all of us deal with it. And these are the, the I guess, the, the wisdom that I think that I've learned over my years would basically come down to these if I can treat it in a succinct way. When you're dealing with a minor change in your life, it's easy to make that decision. You can just do it immediately. There's no consequences. But when it comes to a major decision, a big decision, okay, you should only do it if you really, really want to do it. If you're sure or if you're reasonably sure, because you're never going to be 100% sure. Nobody is. If you're reasonably certain that that's what you want to do, then you should do it. Okay, you're only 24 years old. A guy in his 20s can pretty much recover from anything. And if you're going to be getting a medical degree, you're going to be marketable all over the world. There's a huge demand for health professionals in any part of the world, whether you're in Cameroon or Angola or uh, Turkmenistan or Houston, Texas, wherever. Okay, there's always going to be a demand for medical professionals, for doctors. So you've got that base covered right there. All right. You can go anywhere in the world. You can do anything you want to do. The question is, do you want to do it? All right. If you're in your 20s, I mean, my personal, how I lived my life, uh, I came from a small town in New England and I couldn't wait to get out. You know, when I got out, I went to college. I knew that I was going to be in the military right after I got out of college. I was, you know, entirely focused on that goal. And I knew that that was my ticket out. And I went out and I lived abroad for years. I was in different parts of Asia. I, I, you know, I was flipping off my hometown in the back in the rearview mirror. I couldn't wait to get as far away from that place as possible. Not because of anything bad, but simply because that's what young guys do. They want to get out. They want to conquer the world. They want to explore. They're, they are the organisms that want to explore the walls of the, of the Petri dish. Okay, that's that's healthy, that's natural, that's normal. Now, it's not for everyone. Okay, there are people who don't want to do that, and that's fine too. If you don't want to do that, that's okay. But if the same urge keeps coming over you over and over again, then it's probably something you need to heed. And the other good thing about your situation is I don't think there's a lot of downside. It's not like you're 65. Okay, uh, you know, you're only 24 years old. I wrote an article a long time ago on um, Richard Henry Dana, American author, and he was a graduate of Harvard College. Uh, this was back in the 1840s, and he graduated from Harvard, and he joined, he, he went to, uh, he, he found there was something lacking in his life. He found that he was not being challenged. He wanted to see a new part of the world. He wanted to experience a part of life that he could not get while living as a genteel patrician in Boston. So what did he do? He joined the Merchant Marine Service, which in those days was a big thing, okay? And he and the, the product of those experiences was the book Two Years Before the Mast. It's a classic of, of American literature. You should read it if you have not read it. Um, I've written about it in the past, and, and the article uh, is still out there. You can find it uh, 
if you if you do uh, some Google searching. Okay, so it's a great book. And the point though is that this is a guy who had a very sheltered, comfortable existence, and yet he had this urge to go out and to do that. And you know, I respect that. I really respect that because that's how I live. That's how I live my life. That's how I will continue to lead uh, to live my life. Uh, my article, um, I'm going to be posting an article tomorrow. It's about um, ex-president Theodore Roosevelt's exploration of the uh, Rio Duvida, Rio da Duvida, the river of doubt in Brazil. This was a, a guy, an ex-president, an ex-president of obviously a major power, the United States. In 1913, after he lost his uh, bid to be reelected to the presidency, he was so disgusted he just left the United States and he, he went and explored the Amazon. It nearly killed him. Okay, but that was that's Teddy Roosevelt. That you know that's why he was who he was. Now, can you imagine any any president today doing anything like that? Not in a million years. Can you imagine Barack Obama or uh, Bush too, uh, or any of these ex presidents actually risking life and limb to go explore some part of the world? Not in a million years. They're too busy collecting fees from speaking engagements. You know, they're too busy speaking on behalf of uh, big pharmaceutical companies. So it was a different era. I mean, even closer to our era, look at uh, the director, Oliver Stone. Okay, he came from, I think you could call it a broken home. I mean, he, he his, his father had means. His father was a stockbroker. Uh, he went to private schools in, in France. But uh, he had he had this urge to get out, to get away. And so he dropped out of college, I believe, and he went, he volunteered for combat duty in Vietnam, and he got some incredible ranges of experiences, which nearly killed him, but that's what made him who he was, and that's why he's such an effective filmmaker, because his films vibrate with raw passion, with conviction. I mean, look look at Oliver, you know, you can, you can say, people can say whatever they want about Oliver Stone, but, I, I, you know, his movies are made with a white-hot passion, you look at JFK, you look at um, Platoon. I mean, these are these are incredible movies. Whether you agree with them, the thesis behind them or not is irrelevant. These are great movies, and they came from his own uh, inner convictions. And you know, on the subject of how to know when it's time to make a big change in life, when I read your email, TZ, I was reminded of uh, one of the opening passages of the book Moby Dick, one of my favorite books, honest, which I can honestly say. Um, and he, the, the narrator of, of Moby Dick, Ishmael, he talks about when he knew that it was time for him to get out and to experience life and to, and to get to sea, to get to the ocean, to, to sign aboard for a, a cruise to see the world, which is kind of the same thing that you're asking. And let me just read this passage to you, and you can draw your own conclusions from it. Let's see here. He says, regarding travel, he says, It is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses, and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever my hypos get such an upper hand of me 
that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off. Then, I account it high time to get to sea as soon as I can. This is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword, but I quietly take to the ship. There is nothing surprising in this. If they but knew it, almost all men in their degree, some time or other, cherish very nearly the same feelings towards the ocean with me. So what he's saying there, what Ishmael is saying in that passage, is taking to the sea was his way of dealing with his, you know, hypos. Well, that that's a slang word for his, you know, neuroses and complexes. Um, and it was a way of, of regulating the circulation. And man hasn't changed since that was written in, in 1851. Okay, we haven't changed at all. You know, you're a young guy. You're in your mid-20s. You're going to be getting a medical degree. Uh, again, the decision is yours, and I don't want to be presumptuous, 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 presumptuous enough to tell you exactly what to do, but I can tell you what I would do. I can tell you what I would do if I were you. I'd get my medical degree, and then I would sign up for whatever foreign medical adventure you can possibly uh, you could sign up, get get as far away from the Central European country where you are currently located. You know, go to the Amazon and try to cure the Zika virus. You know, go to Botswana and track the path of the tsetse fly as it flutters around the malarial marshes of the um, of the of the bushveld. Okay, do what you need to do. You know, or if that's not what you want to do, and there's nothing wrong if that's not what you want to do. It sounds like it is the type of thing you'd like to do, but there's nothing wrong if you don't want to do that. You know, But my feeling is you've got nothing to lose. I mean, you literally have got nothing to lose and you've got everything to gain. Because if you can get out and you can see the world and you can experience the world, then you're going to be able to have a reservoir of knowledge and wisdom that you'll be able to draw on for the rest of your life. So that's that's my thoughts about it. That's my thoughts. And again, the issue comes down to the conflict between inertia and action. You know, you want to take action. You you feel this need to do something. But yet, you don't know if it's going to screw you up. You don't know if it's going to mess up your career or things along those lines. But, you know, you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be paralyzed by fear, okay? Again, from my experience, you know, give it time. If you think about something and the same answers suggest themselves over and over again, if you constantly are feeling the same impulse, if you're constantly feeling the same urge uh, to do it, then then you're definitely your heart is telling you something. Because one thing I have learned is that things have a way of working out. Fate, you can laugh all you want about fate or fortune. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But things do happen for a reason. And... You know, when something comes to an end, it usually comes to an end for a reason. And every major shift that I've had in my life, every major seismic shift, it was for the better. Even the things that were bad turned out to be for the better. Even the things that I thought were going to be the end of the world turned out to be good things. 
So, you know, you, you really, it, it's really hard to, to lose in that situation. So I hope that some of these, these ideas have, have helped to shed some light on your question. And I hope some of the things that we've talked about will help you with your own thought processes. You know, basically the gist of what I'm saying is when you're in doubt, you know, when you're seriously conflicted and you're not sure what to do, hesitate. Don't, don't do anything for the moment. Okay. Give it a little bit of time. Think about it. Ponder some of the things that I've said. Think of the great um, figures that I mentioned in the podcast, the great adventurers and uh, political figures and, and literary figures that I just mentioned uh, in this podcast. But, but again, you're not them. And I don't think you should try to be somebody else. But if you give it time and you find that the same solutions are suggesting themselves to you over and over again, or that gnawing feeling is coming back to you over and over again, then that's fate telling you something. That's fate telling you something. And I, I think the impression I get from your email as a whole is that you've lived a very structured life. You know, if, if both of your parents were physicians, which I think you mentioned, and you also are in medical school, you've come from a very, very structured and disciplined background. You're probably chafing at the bit right about now. You're probably chomping at the bit. You want to get out. You want to kick ass. You want to see the world. You want to do things. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I hope that these suggestions are of some use to you, TZ. And I hope they're also of some use to the listeners of the podcast tonight. That will bring our podcast here to a close. I'm Quintus Curtius, and this podcast was brought to you courtesy of Fortress of the Mind Publications. And until next time, I'm Quintus Curtius. Good night.